Allie, how the hell are you? Oh my god, it feels like it's been a dog's age since we last. Yeah, like at least seven years. Right? Even though I saw you Saturday. Yeah, but I mean, even since Saturday, it feels like such a lifetime. When we don't record, it's like, did we even see each other? I'm, yeah, I'm just built for this one. If it doesn't happen in this studio, it didn't happen. That's right. What Our conversations are null unless heard... Well, I just, I kind of think about, there's that episode of RuPaul's Drag Race where RuPaul kind of gets into it with this drag queen named Pearl, if you're not familiar. Oh, yeah, um, Pearl. Where basically the whole drama that came out of that was like Pearl, I guess, came out on social media and was like, didn't really appreciate how RuPaul was like, if the cameras aren't rolling, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. So I kind of feel like that. Like every conversation not in front of this microphone is just kind of like null and void. Pearl's YouTube channel is fun. Yeah. She's been, since Drag Race, she's been sort of like living, doing like the van life. Thing. Right, right. I remember And like turning a, turning a camper into like a tiny house on wheels. Right. Kind it's of situation. Like full pivot. DIY vibes. What a pivot. Speaking of pivots, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Oh. <laughs> People are up in arms. And in case you haven't heard, the blue check mark drama of like, if you have a blue check mark, you will now have to pay for that blue check mark. What is it? $8 a month? Yeah. But now literally it just means that you're giving money to Twitter because they're not verifying information. Right. So like now the whole new thing is like there's going to be scams being run on Twitter because people can pay $8 and get a check mark. Oh, you think? But identity is not being checked against it. So it's just like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, people are re- people are like Twitter's dead. Like everyone's moving to some other platform called not Maverick. Mastodon. Mastodon. Which is, like, more like Discord. That's what I thought, And yeah. I was like... It feels very segmented, like Discord. We don't... That's... It's not a replacement for Twitter. I think no. there's space for a replacement for Twitter, but Mastodon is not it. Not it. And also, like, low-key... Sorry, I got Invisalign. And I'm, like, coagulating. You, really? you can't... You didn't tell? No. I know. My mom was like, do it. Do it. I'll yeah. pay for it. Sick. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. mom. Thanks, mommy. It's just funny. In the moment that she was like, do it, I was like, wait, what if I don't want to fix my teeth? Even though it was like a large insecurity for me because when I would smile in pictures, there was this like shadow over one of my teeth uh... that made it look like I was missing a tooth. <gasps> People probably didn't notice except one time someone explicitly noticed and said, oh my God, it looks like you're missing a tooth. How dare they? I know. They felt really bad about it too. They did apologize later. I was like, it's fucking fine. You don't know that you're pointing out someone's insecurities, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you hope that somebody doesn't know they're pointing out your insecurities. Right. Like, I guess I would never, I, I don't know. If some, if I took a picture, of, eh, it's like you got to let people evaluate photos on their own. Yeah. About, like, the photo of themselves. Like, yeah. You can never be like, oh, my God, you look really bad here. Like, even if they do, like, let them decide that. Yeah. Because if they don't think they look bad, whatever. Then go off. Anyways, that's un- that's unrelated blue check honestly i'm kind of here for this like exodus of twitter yeah kind of same because we are just coming up on twitter so it kind of feels like the market is low and we're like bye 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 you know like i feel like i'm buying like i've i've been tweeting more than i ever have are you gonna pay for a check mark i don't think you can just pay for a check mark actually i think it's like if you were already had one no Anyone can pay for one. Yeah, you just, swipe you swipe over to see Twitter be an Blue and thing. literally at the top of the Twitter Blue benefits page of being like, here's what you get for your Twitter Blue subscription. It says literally, and I'm quoting, all Blue subscribers get a verified account and a blue check mark. And in yeah. the email, it said something like that, but additionally, like, get the same check mark as your favorite celebrities and influencers. And I was like, this literally is a participation trophy. How do people not see that? I also can't help but think back to, like, Elon Musk 
Musk tweeting at Twitter, like, you know, before he bought it, being like, I have all these ideas for how Twitter could be better. Yeah. And I'm like, this is your first idea? Mm -hmm. This is it? Like, this is so lame. Mm -hmm. It's very chaotic over there. So, I mean... They're in the middle of a crisis era. They really are. Speaking of, election day was yesterday. I still have a hangover. Oh my god! Though I'll say it's I not over. I didn't follow. I'm a political hangover, not an actual hangover. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't follow these election results like I did with elections past. Like not like with good Trump v Biden. It's not traumatic. Like with Hillary v Trump. It like, is so triggering. I learned my lesson with those. Yeah. Just go on with life. Go on with life. You'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, I, I do what did... you can by way of voting and then just like. <sighs> I made the mistake of like being live, like, laugh, election love. results. And man, it's just like I realize I am dissociating 364 days of the year. Mm. You and know? a quarter. And a quarter or yeah. a little less because, you know, I feel like this whole week I'm actually dissociating. But it really like sits in the body, like mm-hmm. these feelings of like helplessness when it comes to the future. But apparently Gen X really showed they up. They showed out. They man. got off their asses and worked. So to the point where like a lot of Republicans in the country now are talking about wanting to put forward efforts in their respective states of raising the voting age to 21. I know, which is so obnoxious well it's just like and transparent i mean it's like there's no there literally is no such thing as saving face anymore like people are it's just quiet part out loud all the time yes yeah i mean i guess trump really started that he raised the bar he really did in terms of just like being an outright fucking alt-right fucking (laughs) sociopath i also saw it's like funny and ironic that our politicians have free access to health care but no one else can yeah if you get elected to an office you have the world of socialism at your fingertips but so if you're a citizen insane. most of them will rail against socialized programs Ugh. anyway and then like also you saw like katie perry and like all of these i have to wonder about that because for those of you listening if you didn't see i'm still a member of the hellscape that is twitter so that's where i saw it but I too. if you're not especially a fan of katie perry or if you're not a member of the doom patrol over on twitter uh you might not have seen it but she posted a photo this past week from inside the ballot booth right. voting for rick caruso for mayor of los angeles who, who is a former bill or he is a win. billionaire former republican go on uh, anti-choice i mean like you name it he is probably the worst candidate that could have been running for the mayor in los angeles digressing i just have to wonder if by the act of her posting that photo if she invalidated her vote because you can post a vote you can post a photo of your ballot like that's legal but but i think it's illegal to post a photo from inside the ballot booth that's what i thought from my memory of like when i was little and Mm -hmm. i would go into the ballot booth like with my parent you remember when it was like a curtain and like a freaking crank it was a thing yeah it was intense Uh and it felt very like secret and like whatever i felt like i was like you know you're being like tested yeah but i don't know things are way more lax i also wonder you know i mean there were a lot of celebrities who were coming out in support of rick caruso and it kind of amounted to dorit kemsley yeah i mean it just it kind of amounted to like there never used to be homeless people in my neighborhood and now i have to see them so i'm voting for rick caruso is like kind of what it came across as yeah but the language that all of these and i posted this on twitter this past week where i'm like i'm noticing literally dorit elon musk katy perry chris pratt like all these people coming out in support of rick caruso billionaire rick caruso are using 
almost the exact same verbiage. Right. So my feeling is, and like, so I'm like, what is, is the this? campaign paying these celebrities to use a script? Yeah. Or are they sending out this script and like suggesting that this is what they say? But these celebrities are like, I genuinely think they're being paid because, or like, I tweeted, I was like, what is this Scientology like? influence yes it's very like it's very chum bucket yes <laughs> it's like like rick caruso is the best candidate for mayor of los angeles well it's specifically the thing that like piqued my sort of like interest in all of it was most all of them who've posted their support about rick caruso say something along the lines of he's a builder who will build a better los angeles and i'm like i've never he- heard Derek kimsley say a sentence like that in her entire stint of being on the show i've never heard chris pratt say anything like that he this is fully, weird to me he you're 100 percent right he 100 percent paid each and every one of those celebrities a handsome sum and then i'm like like, is probably, that legal probably to, to the tune pay of like for endorsements? He self-funded his entire campaign. Yeah. So honestly, I think it is legal. Just imagine if he had put that much money into actually like benefiting the city. Well, imagine Elon Musk had put... <laughs> have they even called that race yet, into... by the way? Have they what? Have they called that race No, yet? it's still very close and they're still counting ballots. There's supposed Ugh. to be an update on Friday and I don't want to check until Friday because I'm so scared. Oh my God. Um, It hurts. It really hurts. But I just have to let go. Uh, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, cry. <laughs> But girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. Yeah. And I'm always going to vote for whoever Bernie Sanders endorses. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders endorsed Karen Bass. I was really happy to see that John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. Thank God. I think it was the Oprah support that came in at the last minute. I can't believe Oprah was like, fuck Dr. Oz. Well, what was she going to do? She's the, re- she's the reason that, well, like not Oprah, but like the show is the reason that like Dr. Oz was inflicted on the American psyche in the first place. Wait, that's why I would think she would endorse him. No, she's like distancing herself. Because why? She's such a liberal Democrat. And what's Dr. Oz's deal now? Crazy I Republican. He's crazy. Yeah. Listen. No judgment if you are a libertarian or conservative or whatever. Listen, I still to think podcasts. there's fine Republicans, like respectable people. I'm going to disagree with you on policies because yeah. I think differently about policy. But like, you can be a respectable person and have a different political opinion than I do. Like, I'm not. I saw a funny crew neck sweatshirt. So culty in that way. <laughs> I saw a crew sweatshirt trending, like, or an image of one, and it was mm-hmm. like, and I, and, and like, this is not who I am, but like, I thought it was funny because it really leans into the like inflammatory, like, liberal persona that mm-hmm. Republicans demonize. And it was a sweatshirt that says, like, fully vaccinated and ready to talk politics at Thanksgiving. <laughs> And it's like, I've been to Thanksgivings without a doubt where it's, you know, we go into politics and every time it's disastrous. Well, I feel like it's a natural sort of like thing because it's like, I mean, you know, if you're paying attention to the news, half of the news is politics, both at home and abroad. I mean, like, right. I didn't plan to be talking about politics this much today, but like, here we are. But I don't know. I feel like anytime, especially with family. Yeah. I just, for myself, I have to put up just that barrier for my mental well-being and and peace and for theirs. Because I'm like, it's already stressful enough having to get back together with your family when like everybody's living their own version of life and you have to sort of like put those versions on pause come back together and try and distill into some version of like what childhood was like you know whatever that's stressful enough let's just deal with that it's so true but 
Speaking of Thanksgiving, yes, and the holidays, uh-huh. whether or not you celebrate Thanksgiving, because you know, problematic, but right, we don't. Speaking, I don't even really want to call it Thanksgiving. Y- but... If you celebrate the colonialist holiday known as Thanksgiving, yes, or if you don't, if you're celebrating Friendsgiving, we have something special for all of you guys. Yeah, we kind of talked about it last week. Kind of like teased it a little bit, but now we're officially ready to say, okay, this is what we were talking cuz we were very vague last very week. Vague. I realized that. We may as well have not mentioned it. <laughs> but big announcement on 11/22/22. That it feels is very like not palindromic, but auspicious. In, that, in the ballpark. 112222. November 22nd, mm-hmm. which will be the Tuesday. A little over a week away. Before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We will be dropping our first Patreon exclusive episode of a brand new show basically it's our it's our tangential show yeah it's kind of the place where like everything that we kind of get into on this show but we really don't have time to like devote to the sort of like adjacent science topics or dealing with ephemera that you know ufos uaps like any anything like that right scientific philosophies we don't philosophies have guests of existence on this show in general yeah you want to hear us talk to some experts think of it as sort of the companion reader for radar peak yes and we're calling it singularity and it's exclusive just for our patreon members and episode any subscription tier you don't have to be you don't have to be big spenders and our first episode is so fucking sick i can't believe i mean i can because you know when you when you like show up and you like put attention to intention you get results usually that you're looking for but i still can't believe that we even had this moment i was nervous and and for so many reasons brett do you want to tell our listeners who our guest is on our first uh episode of singularity i mean you know me citizen of tiktok existing like you know like if i had a cable that i could plug it into my spinal cord into my cerebellum i would do it several weeks ago though tiktok started showing me on my for you page videos from this astrophysicist and his display name was listed as blacklisted his name was blacklisted and so i'm like well what's this about because i get a you know i get a lot of those videos from different podcasts that like talk about sort of like going into the minutiae of different conspiracy theories either trying to like debunk them or you know like so i was like maybe it's something along these lines so let's let's see what this is about but this astrophysicist is talking about unified field theory he's talking about updates to einstein's theory of general relativity that like the physics community at large is like not gonna touch but like the real pull is he's 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 talking about why he's blacklisted from the entirety of the physics community. The physics community. And so Brett starts showing me these videos and I'm like, oh my God, so interesting. So Brett reaches out to him on Twitter and boom, next thing you know, we are talking to blacklisted himself. Bruce Rout. Bruce astrophysicist Rout. extraordinaire. And he is such a he is not only a brilliant scientist with incredible stories mm-hmm. but he is such a good storyteller yeah he's an he's such an amazing science communicator and he you know just when you think like your theories of the universe like are never gonna change he is going to he drops a brick on you yes from a black hole exactly yep. he throws a brick into the black hole and like just explodes your mind mm-hmm. so talk about galaxy brain yeah I, i'm still that we recorded that if, like weeks ago yeah and I still think about it, and it still gives me chills, and I can't wait. So November 22nd, yep. subscribe now. 
listen then patreon.com slash radar peak yes but this new show isn't i mean it's not the only reason to subscribe to patreon but like that's a pretty big draw i mean in addition we also have a discord server that's dedicated just for this little family that we're collecting here underneath our show talking about the three body problem stickers there's exclusive posts that we don't necessarily post on social media thing you know just in general memified sort of things that we're like we think you should see this stickers but only if you're paying for it <laughs> and stickers and stickers and of course for our trisolarians there is the I Ching reading yeah so if that's not enough of a pull i don't know what is check out our patreon and we'll keep reminding you guys we'll also drop a little teaser of our interview with bruce yeah um, it's also linked in the if you go to the show notes of even this episode all episodes past our patreon is linked with our social medias at the very bottom of the show description on yeah. the episode so That's that you right. can just tap the link and not even have to worry I know about you've been it. ignoring it but it's time to start paying attention and with that being said don't worry you're not having deja vu this is a flashback of an episode so last week we were just diving back into the world of three body the video game didn't go so well for them last week right the world ended in flames mozi everybody just oh my god like a tender box i loved it but this week this week it's episode 12 where are we going the red coast base at Radar Peak? In the greater Klingon Mountain. Work. Woo! Start. Two, one. Boost mission and liftoff of the space. You are listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast reviewing our way through the three-body problem and discussing its real-life parallels. I'm Allie. I'm Brett. And on this week's episode, we're time traveling through a flashback as Ye Wenji tells Wang about all that time she spent working at Radar Peak and what was really going on behind the scenes. Spoiler alert, cliffhangers ahead. Stay tuned. Energy units reporting. All systems go. Cutting units reporting. All systems go. Amplifier units reporting. All systems go. Interference monitor units reporting. With an acceptable range. Begin transmission. Okay, so do you remember the last time we were at Radar Peak, we were sort of just kind of being introduced to the area. Ye Winji had been sent there sort of like as her, almost like an ultimatum, like go and do this work or go and be re-educated because of your reactionary ideas. And we like, you know, we kind of like the scene was set for us. We saw this like strange transmission situation right, happening. The birds like fell out of the sky. Yeah, like the air became electrified, but like that's really all we knew. Mm-hmm. And then we left fully, and we were just like, the next time we saw Ye Wenji, it was sixty years later. Wang Miao's meeting her, and we're like, wait, what happened at Radar Peak? Her daughter died. Today we're back. We're back. Wang is visiting with her, right? Because he's finished playing the game. And- yep, and she's like, you know what? This book has already been written telling all the secrets about Radar Peak. I'm old. I'm basically a caretaker for these children at my apartment complex. I have tea and I'm ready to spill it. Right, right. So she starts spilling and boy, does she spill. So as Ye Wenji is recounting the story of her time spent at Radar Peak, if you remember, Ye was given two options when she was framed by her coworker, the journalist at 
the construction corps. Right. You either go to re-education and we're going to teach you how not to be reactionary and uphold capitalist propagandic ideals, or you can serve your country at this military base because you're specialized in this field and that will satisfy sort of this political debt you have in this moment. Obviously, she chose to serve because we saw her go get oriented, kind of being almost like a prisoner at the space, but like still having like an official capacity she, she role. She was eager. Remember, they were like, well, think it over if you yeah. really want to stay here. And but I mean, like, I'm in. Given the option between like having a job and going to re-education, like obviously take the job. Yeah. Because that has to be more fun, right? Yeah. Given sort of like the time spent in prison up until that point right. being so cold that like oh, she was yeah. literally dissociating away from life. She was dying. The choice was clear. Yeah. So Ye Wenji arrives at the base and she notices that everybody working at the base is at like level 100 doing like whatever it is they're doing. Like there's no, they're just like busy, head busy, down, busy. furiously typing, doing whatever job it is they're assigned, just like nonstop. They're using this massive radio telescope like we saw last time that like electrifies the air to basically target get a set of coordinates in the sky or out in space or somewhere but it's still a mystery to her what's going on because like she's not at a point where people trust her she's kind of like dasha in this way where like people don't really trust her with like need to know things or just like do this one thing right she's, she's a like pariah a, yeah she's kind of like a I, I kind of imagine her as like a singular person on like an assembly line yeah you know, she's not doing she the finishing touches. She doesn't even know what touches. she's building yeah like whatever it is that she's doing must be important but she's she just doesn't slapping know. the sticker yeah. onto whatever but today we pull back the curtain today's chapter is called red coast base two the next chapter is called red coast base three it's in two parts and we're going to revisit here from time to time because Sishin Lu he likes a slow burn he likes to sort of like set this plot in motion and then like literally turn the camera around and be like look over here and then we come back and you're like oh that's right this was happening right and he likes to give you these kind of little breadcrumbs that like feed you along the way of this journey that we're taking through the three body problem and today we're gonna start to discover like what the fuck is actually going on they don't give her any work that's meaningful she gets assignments but to her she's like why am I like why am I even doing this? How is this satisfying this political debt that I have? She's like, like an intern. Yeah, they only really trust her with like really light Take out the technical trash. work. And while she was in school, she really showed an acumen for radio astronomy. I mean, it's the whole point they brought her here in the first place. So it makes sense that the government would want her working here, but she's like failing to reconcile the fact of like the work she's actually doing with the experience that she has. Right. And some things about her time at the base really confuse her. Like, for one, she's the only person on base who is not asked to be in a uniform. She's allowed to be plain clothes. And she's like, how does this make sense? Huh. Like, I'm not special. Right. So why don't I have to wear a uniform? Okay. Because of Ye's political leanings, she winds up being really lonely on the base. And most of the people there, like, they don't get close to her. They just, like, don't go near her. Lonely. And it's confusing how she, like, can be so heavily relied on for her ideas, but, like, her ideas up until this point have been so frowned upon by the government. So she's right. still like, what the fuck am I doing here, basically? She has, uh, cooties. Slash, you remember that episode Politicooties. of SpongeBob where he, like, smells? Yeah, politicooties. <laughs> but while she's there, she's thinking to herself, she's like, okay, wait, isn't this base a government defense job? Like, how is it that I'm outpacing all of the people working here and I'm not even trained in engineering? Because it's like the work that she's doing, she's like, this isn't hard. And then they'll give her like another job. And she's like, this isn't hard. Right. And she's sort of just like. She's a button pusher. Why Why am I Pencil being given pusher. these like super easy to me tasks when like everybody around me she notices is kind of like, yeah, they're doing the job. But it seems like she's the only one excelling at the jobs that she's being given. And soon enough 
enough, she learns the reason. Because the Red Coast base is so remote, I mean, you remember, when they built it, they have snipers in the woods, the road that they built to get to the base, they actually destroyed after the base was completed, so that the only traffic coming in is helicopters doing drops of necessary supplies. The working conditions are really poor. People who are there are doing all they can to get transferred out. So she's like, oh, this is why. Okay, I got it. I got it. Wait, so what do you mean? They're doing everything they have to leave. The people working around her, like, don't forget, everybody around her is skilled at their jobs because it's the government who brought them here to do these jobs in the first place. They're basically doing their jobs enough so that it looks like they're worth keeping on the base. But they're almost like trying to appear incompetent so that it sort of like makes it necessary that the higher ups at the base will say, get this guy out of here. Let's let's send him somewhere else so that they can sort of like get their life back. They don't want to be innocent. They they don't want to be essential to what's going on. Yeah, because I mean, if you remember, the people who are taking jobs at at Radar Peak and at the Red Coast Base, whenever they sort of like effectively sign that contract, it's like a lifetime contract. Like once you're here, you can't leave again. When you're here, you're family. It's Olive Garden on the hilltop. (laughs) So these people are literally like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. But I don't want to get fired from my government job. And that's what they're doing. Mm. So just by steadily working and constantly making improvements on the work that she's doing, Ye Wenji is like climbing the ladder through the ranks. And everybody's like, what's her problem? Like, right. why is she trying so hard? Yeah, basically? chill, girl. And over time, Ye Wenji becomes the key technician of the base. So like, hello. Hello. After a little while of working in this role, the restrictions that were put on her initially by the base of like not really getting to know too much stuff, etc., etc they just get relaxed because it's like she's clearly doing a good enough job she can be trusted she's not gonna break the machinery and eventually she's allowed to be on the base without the constant supervision of a security guard because like also up until this point she's basically had a babysitter with a gun strapped to his side which makes her really uncomfortable but she's like i guess it's it's my life now Mm -hmm. so that gets taken away she's given more freedom she's allowed to physically touch most of the machinery which she hadn't been able to before and now also she can read the correspondence technical manuals associated with them so it's like she's doing the job but now she's also slowly starting to like put the pieces together of like how all of these machines are working so that maybe she can start to put other pieces together being like okay but now what is it that we're doing right after a little while of doing this job as key technician she starts to realize that the computers that they're working on are so low tech they can't operate for more than 15 hours at a time before they have to be shut down Put to sleep. Cooled off, put back to sleep, reset before they can turn them back on again. Sounds like my... 2011 MacBook Air. You know what? It is doing its best. best. (laughs) But boy, is she happy when I shut her down. Like, I don't know. How often do you shut off your computer? Mm, Well, I tend to let the battery die, like, all the way. To dead? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, if we're, you know, like, if we're recording something or if I'm, like, working on something for, like, an extended period of time, it'll be plugged in. Right. But if it's just, like, me, like, watching Netflix or something, I just, like, unplug it, let the battery die all the way down. I'm really good with my batteries. Oh, my God. My computer is constantly, like... It's been on since 2017. Please. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, literally. It's like, I need servicing please my battery needs servicing okay so Take imagine me in. <laughs> imagine your computer as the equipment that ye wenji is is operating on at red Coast it's just Space. like the fan is spinning it's super loud it's super hot it's burning your 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 womb when and, you're like laying on your bed yeah and i mean ye wenji is also like okay wait a minute the government has more money than god why are we using computers that are this outdated like, right this doesn't really make Add sense up. to me the targeting system for the radio antenna that they're using is 
so low accuracy. Ye Wenji describes it as like a crude artillery cannon. Damn. Like you can't really think about trying to you can't target like, something specifically right. with an artillery cannon. It's no drone. No, there's not like a laser. I forget about that. Like truly, like how I don't know. I guess you really can't predict the arc of a of a cannon ball. It's like a much more general a region. It's gonna go over yonder. <laughs> you know. I love that. Like very like that. And overall, Ye kind of draws the conclusion that the impact the machines they're working on have is relatively low because of all of the above. It's low tech. They're not very technically able to sort of like accurately target certain things. So this machinery must not be super important. Mm -hmm. And one day while Ye is doing her thing at the base, she gets a visit by Commissar Lei. Mm-hmm. So in the past, he's been extremely rude to her, like right. like a lot of the other base members. Right. But over time, he's kind of softened towards Ye Wenji, mm-hmm. and he kind of, out of everybody else at the base, he's seemingly kind of like the one person who treats her fairly. Aww. And is kind of like overlooking the political ideologies that brought her here in the first place, because he's like, I recognize the value that you have in being here. You're all right, Wenji. You're all right. Yeah. And Commissar Lei says to Ye, he's like, you know, like by now, you know your way around the transmission equipment. You know it's the base's main offense. But I'm curious, can you give me your insight into the system that we're using here? Hmm. And Ye's like, not really sure how to answer that question. In the work that she does, she really just maintains the equipment and just sort of like make sure everything is running appropriately like she doesn't know what's going on at the base as a what whole they're even still. doing yeah it works but and also i just had the what? thought i'm like don't you love impossible questions mm-hmm. like he's asking her for an answer but it's like effectively rhetorical it's like what what do you even expect me to say right to that what do you make of all this uh like even if i thought mysterious? it sucked i'm not gonna say it sucks like right how Ugh. am i supposed to answer that we are we are lying constantly <laughs> But then Commissar Lei asks Ye Wenji, he was like, do you know about microwave ovens? Okay. And she's like... These are kind of new at the time, right? She's like, yeah, I know about them. She's like, they're these... She describes them as luxury playthings of the capitalist West. Oh, she knows the right answer. She's like, I've used one in research before. But I would would never make my food in one. She's like, in research, I know that food goes into it and microwaves bounce around on the inside and the food absorbs the microwave radiation and it cooks that way fucking crazy and commissar lay is like yeah well that's essentially what red coast base is it's a big microwave oven and she's like what and as she's thinking about it all the pieces start falling together for ye wenji commissar lay continues telling ye basically what we're doing here is we're sending microwave radiation out into empty regions of space but you might be thinking like well why Mm -hmm. cooking space food right i love that he's like If we're able to send just a little bit of microwave radiation, like literally one-tenth of a watt per square centimeter of space, Uh we can disable or destroy communications equipment on board enemy satellites. Oh, so it's an enemy satellite situation. So that's why he used the word offense, because I was like, offense? There's been talk of like a war abstractly up until this point. Right. But like, so I'm like, oh, okay, they're targeting enemy satellites. Okay. So I was like, damn. A likely story. I was just like, wow, if they're targeting enemy satellites, that includes everything from like GPS systems. Right. To like real-time communications equipment. Right. Radar. Right. Flight positioning. Like um, all of that. So yeah. I'm like, oh, this is like like a big deal project like we kind of knew by the space but like okay wow i did get like a little i was like i need to like watch some youtube videos on just like how does 
radio work? Like, how does my cell phone work? Yeah. And it is pretty fucking nuts. And like, just the amount of infrastructure and levels of transmission mm -hmm. that occur at the speed of light in order for you know our cell phones to work and like the you know like like i was just blown away mm -hmm. and the fact that they like there are these like invisible waves that are carrying fucking information mm -hmm. and just because you can't it really it's so hard for my mind to to grasp something that i can't see yeah but it's like no i mean we all know when you put something in your fucking microwave it cooks yeah. and it's not because nothing is happening in there it is because there are literal micro waves energy moving through something transferring its energy Changing to the thing it's, it's moving through. Yeah, yeah exactly and yeah it was just like your cell phone i'm gonna get it wrong but it was like your voice is being converted into zeros and ones mm -hmm. which is then being like converted into like light pulses which is then being sent through like waves which mm -hmm. are being picked up by like radio towers which are sent to like these msc units that are containing all like these sim card information connected to your phone which is then like being transmitted up to like another transmission thing which could be transmitting to a satellite yep. which is then transmitting back down to like a receiver transmission like in fucking wherever you're talking to which puts the present all back together and it's, goes here you go yeah and it's all in real time yeah yeah and i was watching video of like how we lay fiber optic cables across you know the ocean floor which is fascinating like that without that there is no internet yeah and or there, you know there's much slower internet like, i don't know virtually no internet right it's so fucking crazy yeah no internet no banking no it, stock trading <laughs> specifically most of commerce is tied to the fact that we have near instantaneous transfer of information it is so wild as they say the magic of today is the technology of tomorrow yeah you know, like, I, it still seems pretty magical to me the way that cell phones work. Oh, yeah. But, like, there are people who understand that technology, obviously, otherwise it wouldn't exist. Anyways, so it's just cool to be, like, in this era, microwaves are kind of, like, this new like a thing. Big deal, yeah. Yeah, and, like, sending out a... And that you can send out radiation that can target a satellite of an enemy yeah. and, like, disable it. Yeah. Just fucking crazy. Yeah. And Commissar Lay is basically, like, the whole point of this operation isn't a normal radio broadcast. When we were at Radar Peak earlier, we were like, oh, is this maybe like a propaganda broadcasting station? Right. Are they sending out like state TV, state radio, that kind of thing? This base isn't sending information out into space like how a TV or a radio would. What they're doing, and we learn this from Commissar Lay, is what he's telling Tinye Winchi, is they're using modulated radio frequencies to disrupt potential shielding by the enemy. Those are his words. Huh, okay. So I'm like, shielding? Yeah. And then again, vaguely, by the enemy? Like electromagnetic shielding of what? Yeah, I'm like, okay, so here's another mention of this mysterious war, this right. unnamed enemy, this yeah. like, it's like a boogeyman. Yeah. so far but like thanks for letting me in on all this information but it's getting Lay. a worldwide response from government so i'm like it's not nothing okay and commissar Lay says basically he's like our approach is effective we tested this method with satellites we launched them from here in china and then from here at radar peak we were able to successfully fry the satellites and their communications equipment and from our observations we noticed that we were able to make the interior of the satellite reach nearly a thousand degrees using only radio waves so Damn. it fried the communications equipment it melted the lenses of the cameras Damn. utterly destroyed 
like just short of falling out of the sky. It's insane. And while this conversation is going on, somebody else walks up behind the two of them and kind of speaks up against <clears> Commissar <throat> Lay. They're like, uh, why the frick? <laughs> Dude, Chris Ross. Like, why are you telling her all of this? This person is in a subordinate position. You right. can tell because of how they're dressed. But just like, some random person? Even though they're subordinate to Commissar Lay, they're like, what the fuck are you doing, right. basically? Yeah. Like, she can't be trusted with this information. It's yeah. been shown. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you confiding? But Commissar Lay is not pressed. He says to this person, he's like, this is for work. Right. And in this moment, Ye Winji kind of feels a sense of camaraderie that she really hadn't felt on the base up until this point. Like, right. everybody's been sort of, like, isolating her. Someone's confiding in her. Like, excommunicating the non-believer, basically. She kind of finally feels included and much less like an outsider at Red Coast Base than she has in the past. At least because she's teacher's pet. <laughs> I mean, that has its perks. <laughs> Says the teacher's pet. Mr. Trulio. <laughs> Dr. Trulio. <laughs> Never a bad thing. The very next day, Yeg is transferred out of her position in the transmission department, and she gets assigned to an entirely new job in the monitoring department. Ooh, and she's like, no. monitoring. She's like, fuck, this has to be retaliation for the fact that now I know about what's happening at the base. Yeah, like, what am I monitoring? garbage disposal yeah you know like meal rations <laughs> yeah. for the cadets but when she gets there it becomes immediately clear she's been promoted uh, in a sense uh, now in the monitoring department she's even closer to the heart of the operations that are going on here at red coast base she's like oh okay. this must be commissar lay's doing off the bat she notices a couple of things the technology that's being used is far more advanced than what was being used previously so she's like in the monitoring department yeah so she's like okay upgrades here like the computer system is far more advanced on the display screens she sees programming code running all across them and Ye is like stunned to see that the workers in this department are free to edit the code as they need to to complete aspects of their work like this is not an area that's under lockdown seemingly like her previous job posting had been she's gone from windows 95 to windows xp she's on me at this point and she also notices there's a really big radio receiver and it's submerged in a pool of liquid helium what and the system like she obviously outside like, and getting oriented within the department within her new job she's obviously getting oriented being caught up to speed she learns the system by design picks up extremely faint signals like more so than a radio receiver more so mm. i kind of almost think about it like do you know about the ice cube experiment that happens in antarctica no. So it's this, it's a collaboration from scientists all over the world where it has these sensors that are, I don't know if it's helium, it might be hydrogen, but they're submerged in a pool that's like several, several meters under the ice. Okay. And the entirety of this experiment is to sort of like be scanning the cosmos for neutrinos okay. that come in. So neutrinos. Tiny particle, I'm guessing. Super tiny particle, but they don't act like other particles. Like for example, a neutrino is a fermion the neutrino is so named this is from the wikipedia the neutrino is so named because it is electrically neutral uh -huh. and because its resting mass is so small that it was once and for a long time thought to be zero so when neutrinos are emitted from their source the center of a galaxy from a star being born etc etc they move through space and object and other matter without being slowed down so like right now sitting like a wave. sitting in this studio there are potentially neutrinos flying through us right now i remember hearing there's a theory that neutrinos are the angel particle that like uh as opposed to the god particle as opposed to the god particle because like this idea that like if angels 
do exist. Mm -hmm. If there's a frequency at which there is some sort of conscious entity that can interact with matter, mm -hmm. but also not be seen and like, like can also act as energy, mm. it would be most likely at the neutrino speed, you wow. know, and wavelength or whatever. To and answer your question, fermions include all quarks and leptons and all composite particles made of an odd number, such as baryons and many atoms and nuclei. Huh. Fermions differ from bosons, which obey Bose-Einstein statistics. So said another way, a fermion is an extremely tiny elemental particle. That just has a specific Smaller spin. Smaller than an electron. And a specific speed. Yeah. And a specific mass. Yes. That is almost zero. That is almost but zero. not quite zero. And allows it to not be stopped by anything. So, so crazy. There are... Like matter, it's matter that can basically move through us. Yes, indefinitely. I mean... Like this, this study on Antarctica is catching neutrinos as they move through the sensors because they're in such a place where they're just sort of like, I mean, you know, Antarctica. Personally, I've never been. <laughs> you know Antarctica. But it's not like there's anything else but do out you know there. Uncle Arctica? It's not developed. <laughs> There's just a few bases that exist on the continent. So it's not like there's, you know, massive cities to contend with, air traffic. It's right. like relatively untouched as far as like scientific observation goes. So And they're submerged in liquid helium or it's something. Either helium or hydrogen or something. Because why? Because it allows them to pick up even more faint signals. Think of it as sort of like an amplification Got type it. method. Right. Okay. Wow. So in her new job, Ye Wenji realizes there's one of these type setups in this new department okay she's like so some type of what kind of faint signal are we reception, looking for yeah that's interesting so in her new job in her new department yeah when she gets her bearings and starts working her new role in the monitoring department and two days later she gets another visit from commissar lay bonjour <laughs> and he's like Okay, Wenji, let me explain to you what it is that we're doing in this department since you have a new job. Right. The goal here is to keep an eye on enemy activity in space. Right. But I'm like, did I miss where they told her who the enemy is? Right. Or like what the enemy is doing in space? Yeah. Or like what to look for? Is it like a you'll know when you see it kind right. of thing? Mm -hmm. Commissar Leia is like, I want you to intercept any communications between enemy vessels and the ground and any communication that takes place vessel to vessel. Okay. So to put it shortly, this department is the eyes and the ears of Red Coast Base. Got it. And I'm like, vessels? Right. Like, I'm imagining her, like, tuning into, like, different, like, radio whatever and doing, like, the old... What was the movie with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch where he played Alan Turing and, and... The Imitation Game. Yes. Where they were, like... Alan Turing, famous yes. gay icon. Famous gay icon. And and they were trying to intercept uh, the German... Like the code breakers. Yes, the code breakers. Yes. Exactly. Because they had a very specific, like, you know, uncrackable code yeah. or whatever. So while Ye is kind of getting the lay of the land of this new department, being like, okay, wow, well, I'm working in the eyes and ears of the base, somebody speaks up again. And it's the <clears> same <throat> guy from before. It's Chief Yang. And he is really not okay with Ye knowing what she's being told about the project. Right. And Yang was the guy who kind of brought her here to begin with used to she be met him on the helicopter her father's student yeah. but like kind of pulled away yep and in protest yang decides to report the information disclosure to the superiors he's like 
I don't like this and I'm not okay knowing that this is happening. So I'm going to cover my ass and go tell the people at the top that like Ye is being read in on what's happening. Got it. And I'm not okay with it. Damn. And Commissar Leia is like, bro, listen, I have told you before and I'll tell you again. A, I outrank you. B, this is for our work. For Ye to be successful, she needs to know what's going on. Right. And he's like, I'll take full responsibility for the fact that she knows these things now. Like, it's not that big a deal. It's not a secret. I need her to know these things. I'll own up to it if like anything adverse happens because of it pretty big and as chief yang leaves to go be a little tattletale yeah commissar leia is like yeah i want you to listen when you first got here we were having problems with like all kinds of interstellar interference interference that was caused by solar wind like you name it it was just fucking up all of our observations and it was probably just a hurdle that we had to jump over in in learning our operations getting our bearings but as soon as we found out about the work that you had done concerning solar activity it just seemed like an all too natural fit to bring you onto the base and have you help us like we would be kind of like stupid not to bring you on basically he's like why thank you and he's like but once you got here you really showed a skill at doing this work so we decided to give you more job responsibilities like obviously as evidenced by chief yang some people here don't think it's a good idea to have you doing the work that you're doing but I just want you to know I believe in you and I hope that you'll continue to work hard because you're clearly really good at this. Mm-hmm. And one day I'd like to be able to call you Comrade Yay. Aww. So like he really is like, kid, I'm in your corner. Like everybody else might be sort of like on your bad side, but I've got your back basically. One day I really hope to call you a comrade. And Ye is moved to tears. Like, he's telling her this, and she just starts, like, bawling like a baby. Like, I'm just, like, this sweet thing. Finally, like, someone who just shows her, like, any sort of... I mean, think about, like, if you're deprived of, like, any sort of intimacy for years. Oh, my God. It takes such an emotional toll on you. Yeah. Because it's such a, like, such a human necessity. Someone just shakes your hand. You break down in tears. Just acknowledgement. Yeah. Totally. And as Commissar Lei stands up and walks away with Ye crying, Ye realizes this is really the first time she has cried since the passing of her father. Mm. She's like, I haven't been moved to like care about something in such a way like since that happened. This is like a big deal right now. Yeah. In her new role in the monitoring department, Ye is getting situated, making herself at home, and then she's starting to realize like, fuck, like I'm not as good here as I was in the transmission department. The knowledge that she brings to the table is like kind of outdated for the work that's being done done and Mm -hmm. like she's kind of having to like learn on the fly to use these software systems like from scratch right and she's like i don't want to like mess up as i'm doing the work so there's like a lot of pressure on her both to learn and to perform really highly because she's kind of set a high bar for herself day to day she's managed and she's basically babysat you know like before she had the babysitter that like had the gun strapped to his waist but like that's kind of been replaced by chief yang who just gets ruder and ruder towards her by the day he's like kind of proving to be like a nightmare of a boss he'll get really angry with her over just like anything he can find like any incorrect keystroke any paper just like slightly misplaced like anything he can blow up at her about he'll do it Total alpha bullshit trip. This reminds me, I I was an intern once for this like animation studio company, Mm -hmm. whatever. And it was like a story, allegedly story writing internship. Okay. I got there. It's in Brooklyn. And I am like essentially an unpaid office manager. Mm -hmm. And like he wants me to like do all of his invoicing and like like all this stuff. And on top of that, he doesn't even pay for his own Wi-Fi. We're literally stealing the Wi-Fi of like the upstairs. And he would come in and just yell at me 
over nothing. And after three days, maybe four days, I was like, I can't do this. He was like, why? I was like, because honestly, I think that like you should pay for your own Wi-Fi. You come in, you're erratic. Like this is not what it was marketed to be, blah, blah, blah. He was like, you know, can I just offer you a suggestion? I was like, yeah. He's like, I really don't recommend you ever do this in any other work situation ever again. Oh. I was like, noted. He's like, what could I do to get you to stay? I was like, what? Yeah, it was so, it was hot and cold. It was so insane. Talking and about was, gaslighting. It was insane. I was like, honestly, nothing. There is nothing you could do to get me to stay. He's like, what? 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 Do you want to do more like writing stuff? Like, tell me. Like, I was like, no, no, I don't. I don't want to be a part of this organization at all. Anyways, just reminded me, just like that micromanaging and like raging and hot and cold personality it's like for anyone listening to this podcast if you have any control over anyone in in your work life let them know that you appreciate them that's like so simple i feel like so you'll get and it's free it's free you'll get better work out of people if they feel appreciated yeah i will say so like with your nightmare boss yeah you recognize that the boss was the problem right you know like you're like this guy well i had just come off of another like toxic internship so it was like i was so over you knew what to look for you're like this guy it was like a month after ending another one except with ye wenji in this new job her immediate thought is not this guy's such a jerk she thinks oh wow i'm really a trigger for this guy like she internalizes like oh he's being mean to me because i'm triggering him and i was just like no you were too precious of a human and i've gone through far too much to like ever think that you're the problem she like, you know what i mean her? yeah she like puts herself at the center as like the reason why chief yang seems anxious when he gets around her every day she's like oh it must i must be the problem mm-hmm. and as she's working in her new job in the monitoring department she starts to realize more and more that there's things that are happening that are just like weird like it's enough that her immediate boss is like out of his way for no reason rude to her but like for example one day she's doing her work and she intercepts what turn out to be satellite photographs and so she's looking at them and they turned out to be photos of military bases in china and it turns out the photos were intercepted from an american spy system oh. and she's like okay uh the americans are spying on our bases okay then she watches this spy satellite for three days and with no understandable meaning chief yang just orders her to stop looking at it he's like stop what you're doing it's not helpful and she's like i'm is, uncovering potential like isn't this exactly what you asked me to do yeah she's like i'm uncovering potential like hard evidence of international espionage yeah like don't you think our superiors would want to know about this right and then this one time she accidentally saw the frequency settings for some of the base's upcoming transmissions and like when she sees them she notices like okay wait these frequencies that we're planning on using are even lower than a microwave frequency right and then she starts thinking like wait a minute this isn't strong enough to heat up a target to disrupt it so what's it about like i know that the whole purpose is to like heat up satellites using microwaves so why are we using this transmission at lower than microwave frequency right and one day out of the blue yay gets summoned to a meeting with the main base administrators oh shit come to the principal's office immediately yeah and like by the way the officer spoke with yay she knew immediately something was wrong and i was like boy have we seen this before last time she got called into a meeting like this she wound up in jail yeah i don't like being called to meetings period i'm like if you can send an email hop on a zoom please don't put me on a zoom just send me an email send me a text i know preferably so i can turn off my read receipts and like you know address my anxiety that way but so yay's like okay i don't really have a choice i've been summoned so she walks into the office and she's met by the entire base's senior officials plus two officers that she doesn't even recognize and again i'm like this seems familiar 
<laughs> like, what's yeah, going on? Right. And they're staring at her like really ice cold when she walks into the room. And she realizes really quickly. There's no charcuterie. There's she's like, no- this is not a party. I'm not getting a certificate of achievement. There's no icebreaker. But she also realizes she's not the one who's in trouble. She looks around the room and she sees over in the corner, no. sort of with his head held low, no. is Commissar Lay. No, her comrade. And she's thinking to herself, she's like, oh God, like he's finally getting in trouble for trusting me with the information that he gave me on what we're doing here. Fuck. Time's up. She's thinking like, you know what? Up, Harvey Weinstein. He, you know, like he helped me when nobody else on the base would even dare to even get close to me. Mm-hmm. If I have to, I'll lie for him to get him out of whatever wow. trouble he's in. okay. And Commissar Lay is the first person to actually speak and kind of like break the silence. He's like, yay, I just want you to know for the record. And I'm like, oh God, like what's happening? I don't agree with what's about to happen here. Chief Yang requested this from our supervisors and he's the one who's solely responsible. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, A, ominous. B, is she like about to go to jail? Right. Are they both about to go to jail? Yeah. Commissar Lei continues and he's like, Chief Yang has repeatedly requested permission from our superiors to abandon the cover story that we've been using with you. He's like, it'll help you be better utilized by the base if we get rid of your cover story. So... Cover story? We've decided to inform you fully of the true nature of what it is we're doing here at Red Coast Base. Oh, shit. Like, this chapter is like a Russian nesting doll of, yes, like, of lies. As soon as you're like, oh, that's what... Wait. And then you open another one, there's, but wait, there's more. So we're not microwaving satellites? Chapter 12 is just actually called, but wait, there's more. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. Because I'm the like, The lies, the lies, lies. I think that's I'm a like, candy bar. What cover quote. story? What covers? Well, I guess, right. So I'm like, okay, Everything? here we go. There's a long, awkward silence. And Ye starts like like a beautiful mind. Like she's like listening to everything that's been said and like putting it together in her head. Like that math gif. Yes. The woman like and all the numbers swirling around her. And she realizes like, oh my God, Commissar Lei, like, yeah, he's been the only one like getting close to me. He's been lying to me this whole time. All of these. Like all of this, like let's trust Ye yeah, has been I'm a confiding test. in you. They've been testing me. And the Commissar Lei who's standing in this room feels very very, very different from the Commissar Lei that Ye's been meeting with up until this point. Oh, fuck. Commissar Lei reminds Ye, he's like, this is a huge opportunity you have. I just want to remind you. Like, I I hope that you will take this seriously, and I hope that you're going to work hard to redeem yourself from your political sins. Yeah. And if you move forward with no reactionary behavior, you can avoid being severely punished. Okay. Thanks for the reminder. (laughs) But make no mistake, you will be fully punished if you continue to be as reactionary as you have been in the past. Capiche? Capiche. And I'm like, wait, what a mind fuck. Yeah. The one person you're like, this is my friend verbally dressing you down in front of all the administrators of the base. I'm like, what's heads, what's tails? Yeah, I'm being, I feel like yanked every direction. And then all the officers leave the room until it's just Ye Wenchi and Chief Yang. And he's Who, like, to... requested that this even happen in the first place. Whoa. And Yang is like, Wenji, if you don't want this, there's still time. I know you've already said, like, You're in. I'll be at the base for the rest of my life, but, like, if you truly don't want this, there's still time. Oh. And Ye is thinking through, like, what all of this means. She's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I get it now. I understand why Yang has been so anxious. When they tell me fully what's going on, 
that's when I have to fully devote myself to the work and then I really won't be able to leave again. Like that's when my life sentence at Radar Peak truly starts. Mm. Coming to her conclusion, Ye answers, I agree. So on this summer evening, as the wind is just howling over the edges of the parabolic antenna that's set up on the top of Radar Peak, Chief Engineer Yang Winning tells Ye Wenji the unfiltered truth of what has been going on at Radar Peak. And we learn from the narrator, they say, it was a fairy tale for the ages, even more incredible than the commissar's lies. What the fuck is happening on Radar Peak? You can't handle the truth! Oh my gosh, gosh. And that's the chapter. I don't even know if there's anything to say after that other than... Gobsmacked. Because still somehow, after giving us so much information, we're left with just as many, if not more, questions. Right. Which, in my opinion, is just the mark of good writing, I think. The answers are but around the corner. It's a real page turner, this whole series. So tune in next week. Yeah. You know, we're not going back to Wang yet. We're going to Red Coast Base 3. You're going to fucking find out the truth about what is going on. What is the mission of Red Coast Base? Can you tease me a little bit? Do we finally learn next week who the enemy is or what, quote unquote, the war that's happening is or is? about i can't tell you oh (laughs) you're really gonna do that to me again yeah you're just gonna have to tune in but i promise you that next week's episode is you literally left me on the end of the cliff last week hanging on by my fingernails it's gonna satisfy you i promise okay we're all gonna feel a little more closure okay deal well As a reminder, if you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe and leave us a review. We would be so grateful. It's free. It's free. (laughs) Pay us a compliment. And if you would like more discussion that we generally may not have time for that fits within these episodes, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We would love to have you there, especially for the launch of our new show, Singularity, on November 22nd, Thanksgiving week. Yes. Are you cooking a turkey? You're cooking a turkey. Oh, I'm cooking a turkey. <laughs> I kind of want to cook duck over. instead, though. Is that okay? I'm open to duck. Like roast duck with like a cherry compote or something? I am. I'm open to anything that you make. By the way, I was just dog sitting at a house in the fridge. You could tell a lot about someone by the refrigerator. Oh, God. What does my fridge say about me? I don't know because your fridge is full to the brim. And I do but hope that you know what's in the back. It's all Korean condiments. It does look like it's all That's Korean it. it's, condiments. It's 80 to 90% condiments. It's wild. Yeah. Just the weirdest combination. There was like nothing mm. in the fridge except bacon. Okay. And then vegan cheese. Wait. So maybe it's a dairy thing. I guess. But I'm just like, oh, my God. Like. there's nothing i hate more than vegan cheese it is never on par even close yeah i mean i in in those instances i just take lactate and have the real cheese have the cheese oh but i was just like you're gonna eat bacon but you're not gonna eat cheese like if it's an ethical thing i thought it was funny i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's probably a dairy thing yeah not a vegan or a vegetarian thing because like come on you're if right. it's on the ethical lines, pigs are smarter than dogs. Exactly. So anyway, that's our show. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for exclusive content we might not have time for, subscribe to our Patreon. One last thing before you go. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a review and tell your friends about us. Join in on the conversation when you follow us on Twitter at RadarPeakPod. 
see you there.